Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar. So uh, this is going to be episode 84, and um, this topic is going to be about communion um, in the post-coronavirus-19 world, Wuhan virus. uh, I think both names are acceptable. I think uh, calling it the Wuhan virus is appropriate because uh, unlike the politically uh, correct and... uh, what do you call it, uh, social, cultural Marxists, uh, I'm not going to mince words. I don't believe mincing words helps uh, dialogue. I don't think uh, mincing words to protect certain people's feelings and um, is, uh, in my opinion, building bridges. I think you have to... uh, Put everything out in the open. Everything should be in the spotlight. Anyway, uh, I want to get into this article right away. So uh, we'll just say a quick short prayer, so we could uh, get you know go right into the article because we are a Catholic podcast. Uh, that my the whole purpose of the Informed Catholic is to make. Uh, fellow Catholics better informed about topics. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I have an article here from LifeSite News. It's um, by Ricardo... Casticcioli, Casticcioli. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name correct. Uh, he's. Um, this is from May fourth, Monday, May fourth, twenty twenty, uh, early this month. Cardinal Sierra. Nobody can prevent a priest from confessing and giving communion. The Eucharist is a gift we we receive from God, and we must receive it in a dignified way. I'm happy about this article. Now, I'm going to use this article as the foundation for the topic because I think we have to start with an authority figure like Cardinal Robert Serra from the top. And then we're going to go down. I'm going to, uh, we're going to go back to the Catholic, uh, uh, I think, National Reporter. And then we're going to go into an article, I believe, we should go into the article uh, by Church Militant. All right, so let's begin. May 4th, 2020. Uh, it's This is La Nueva Bursolia Quotentiana. I'm sorry, I know um, it's probably, I said it terribly, but let's continue. In this in, in, uh, exclusive interview, 
with the daily uh, uh, compass, the prefect of the congregation of divine worship, and the discipline of the sacraments intervenes on the subject of a takeaway communion on the nego uh, nego uh, negotiations underway to guarantee it's taken with the correct precautions, no compromise. The Eucharist is a gift we receive from God and we must receive it in a dignified way. We are not at the supermarket. No one has the right to prevent a priest from hearing confession and giving communion. There is a rule and this must be respected. The faithful are free to receive communion in the hand or in the mouth. It's a question of faith. The heart of the problem lies in the crisis of faith in the priesthood. Mass in in streaming is misleading also for priests. They must look at God, not at a camera. Okay, that's that's I think I like that. Mass in streaming online is misleading also for priests. They must look at God, not at a camera or not on the computer screen or not on television. All right, it's very good. It's a question of faith. The heart of the problem lies in the crisis of faith in the priesthood. He's totally right because as we go along, we're going to notice how bad many of our bishops are, especially here in America. And I'm going to take a guess all over the world. All right, it's a matter of faith. And if we were really aware of what we are celebrating in the Mass and what the Eucharist is, certain ways of dis uh, distributing communion wouldn't even come to mind. Cardinal uh, Robert Sira, Prefect of the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments, responds publicly to the concerns of the faithful who have not only been deprived of Holy Mass, but who are now dismayed by this bizarre proposals being put forward with a view to to a limited return to public mass that guarantee hygienic safety for the distribution of communion. Recently, and in Italy, there has been talk about a solution, which has already been adopted in Germany <clears throat> by some, who by, whereby the body of Christ is packaged to allow Italian Catholics to return, return to it whilst avoiding contamination states the newspaper La Stampa, consideration is being given to a do-it-yourself communion with takeaway hosts previously consecrated by the priests, which would be closed individually in a plastic bags placed on shelves in the church. No, 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 Cardinal Sarah replies, shocked on the phone. It's absolutely not possible. God deserves respect. You can't put him in a bag. I don't know who thought of this absurdity. Even if it's true that the de de uh, deprivation of the Eucharist is certainly a suffering, the matter of how to communicate is not open to negotiation. We communicate in a dignified way, worthy of God who comes to us. The Eucharist must be treated with faith. We cannot treat it as a trivial object. We are not at the supermarket. This is total madness. There you go. 
What did I say to you about the theological training about priests? It's not just in America. Even in Italy, even in Italy, where Rome is, the Vatican is, where the seat of St. Peter is, where is the heart of the Catholic Church, the authority, there is bad theological training. There you have it. And now it's going to start breaking down. You're going to see where the problem is. Notice Cardinal Sarah's response. Notice how the people think. Now, we have become such a, uh, a, a, a consumer culture. Package the Blessed Sacrament. Package the Eucharist where people can come to church and take it and receive it. This is how they're thinking about it. This is how bad faith in the Eucharist is. Let me get back to you. Let's stop for a minute here. So now we have priests who want to consecrate the, uh, the, the host, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord, put him in a package, put him on the shelf. People come, pick it up, and go off. And they can watch Mass and hold the package up. I think Michael Voris made made this as a joke, but this is true. Maybe he was actually referring to this article, but it is this was happening. You have priests who want to put the Lord, the body and blood, the consecrated host in a saran wrap or in a paper cup. We've had pandemics before. The Catholic Church has lived through pandemics before. Okay? We have had pandemics. We have had black plagues, bubonic plagues, yellow fevers. We've had all kinds of pandemics that the Catholic Church has survived. What makes this one so shocking is because only because we are we are such a frail, ridiculous culture and society that we are used to having everything packaged for us. We're not like before where our ancestors actually were much stronger people. They, you know, they've dealt with diseases, uh, measles, smallpox, uh, chicken pox, whatever you want to call them. Um, um, pandemics came around and we've survived it. The church survived it. But now we are so sensitive and we're so out of touch we're out of touch with the world. We're out of touch with, with ourselves. We're out of touch spiritually. That now we have to have everything packaged. Let's continue. Something like this has already taken place in Germany. Okay. Unfortunately, many things are done in Germany that are not Catholic. But that doesn't mean you have to imitate them. Recently, I heard a bishop say that in the future, there will be no more Eucharistic assemblies, only the liturgy of the word but this is Protestantism. Well, the German Catholics are are pretty much there at the border of being, you know, the bishops mainly, but not the, I wouldn't say the flock. It's unfair to say that. The bishops are practically uh, a Protestant in their behavior. As usual, compassionate reason prevail. The faithful need communion, which they have been deprived of for some time. But since the risk of contagion is still high, a compromise must be found. I think this is Cardinal Zera's response now coming up. There are two issues that must be absolutely clarified. First of all, 
The Eucharist is not a rite or a duty. It is a gift that we receive freely from God and that we must welcome with veneration and love. The Lord is a person. No one would welcome the, uh, the person he loves in a bag or otherwise in an unworthy way. The response to the uh, privation, uh, privation of the Eucharist cannot be desecration. This really is a matter of faith. If we believe, we cannot treat it in an unworthy, unworthily or unworthy manner. And the second issue, nobody can prevent a priest from confessing and giving communion. Nobody has the right to stop him. The sacrament must be respected. So even if it's not possible to attend Mass, the faithful can ask to be confessed and and in and receive communion. I know, it, you know, here's a, a thing from Twitter. Uh, Cardinal Sarah tweeted, Nobody can prevent a priest from confessing and giving communion. Nobody has the right to stop him. The sacrament must be respected. So even if it's not possible to attend Mass, the faithful can ask to be confessed and to receive communion, which is what I just read. Now, going on, here's a question again. Speaking of Masses, what do you think about the prolonging of celebration on streaming or on TV? We cannot get used to this. God became incarnate. He is flesh and blood. He is not a virtual reality. It is also highly misleading for priests. In Mass, the priest has to look at God. Instead, he's getting used to looking at the camera as if it were a show. We cannot go on like this. I want to stop here for a minute. Another important thing is, if you notice in the Novus Ordo Church, sometimes right behind the altar, going up the steps where the tabernacle is supposed to be, they put the, the, uh, the chair or the throne of the bishop or the priest, and they would sit right there. That is also not a respectable thing. That is also a, a very, a, uh, a very disrespectful thing that our dear um, Novus Ordo bishops and uh, leaders did. They removed the tabernacle and placed it to the side, and made man the center. That's uh, that is. I have to say, agree. It is Freemasonic. It is definitely a Freemason. It is definitely a secularist attitude where man has become the center instead of God. And that is why we're such a weak society because it begins with man and ends with man instead of it should begin with God and it should end with God, the Alpha and the Omega. That's one of the things that makes the Novus Ordo Church very, I think, questionable. Let's go back to communion. In a few weeks, there is still hope that public masses will be restored. And apart from the more sacrilegious solution, there is also discussion as to whether it is more appropriate to receive communion in the mouth or in the hand. And in the uh, latter case, how to receive it in the hand, what should it be done? There is already a rule in the church, and this must be respected. The faithful are risk to receive communion in the mouth or in the hand. In recent years, there has been concerns that a clear attack on the Eucharist is taking place. First, there was the question of the divorce and remarried under the banner of communion for all, then intercommunion with Protestants, then the proposal on making the Eucharist available in the Amazon and in the regions with a shortage of clergy. 
now the masses at the time of, of the coronavirus. It should be not surprising. The devil strongly attacks the Eucharist because it is the heart of the life of the church. But I believe, as I've already written in my books, that the heart of the problem is the crisis of faith in the priesthood. If priests are aware of what the masses what the Mass is and what the Eucharist is. Certain ways of celebrating or certain hypotheses about the communion would not even come to mind. Jesus cannot be treated like this. That's the end of this article. Now I'm going to go to another one. But let me also point out, remember last year that a Pew Research came out where 70% of Catholics do not believe in the real presence. Half... 30% probably do not believe or never have been told. Another, maybe 20, 30% think, uh, reject it. And the other half, uh, well, they don't even know the church taught this and maybe still reject it. This is the result of the Norris Order Mass. This is the result of the Norris Order Liturgy and the bad theology. All right? And this is the result of it. And so now... Look what happens when they automatically a big pandemic comes along and they cut public, uh, they they cut the the services, they take away the Eucharist, and now you have priests who are being prevented by their bishops from doing uh, public masses or even visiting the sick. This shows it to you. Now we're going to go to the behavior. You already heard about the packaged Eucharist. Well, what happens now, where some of these guys who are very very much against and hostile against uh, traditional piety. Now we're going to look into that. Okay, so this is an article, again, by LifeSite News. It just came out uh, May 15th. It's by Martin Berger, and it's written for LifeSite News um, May 15th, 2020. U.S. bishops reverse plan to ban communion on the tongue as churches reopen. Bishop Doc Douglas Dashoto had discontinued communion on the tongue in his diocese, but reversed course after a ruling from the U.S. Bishops' Conference. Lafayette, Louisiana, May 15, 2020. Bishop Douglas uh, Dashoto had revi has revised his decision to allow only reception of the Eucharist in the hand amid the coronavirus pandemic. He credited guidelines issued by the Thomistic Institute for crediting his pre previous decision. If anyone desires to receive communion on the tongue, that may certainly do so with every precaution taken not to make contact between the minister and the communicant. The head of the Diocese of, Le of Lafayette, Louisiana, wrote on May 12th, Dashiell had previously sent directives to all parishes regarding the implementation of Phase 1 of Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards' plan to reopen the state of Louisiana. The decision directives allowed for indoor masses at a maximum of 25% occupancy rate of each church, social distancing at all times, and hygiene precautions the diocese wrote on its website. In his May 12th letter, the bishop told all priests and deacons of his diocese that he wanted to make a clarification on the guidelines for the distribution of Holy Communion 
as we begin to implement phase one of reopening the churches of the diocese. Whereas before he had written, Holy Communion on the tongue is discontinued until health conditions improve. He now pointed out this was stated out of an abundance of caution in preventing contamination and before the ruling of the, of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops was issued. Every Catholic has a right to receive Holy Communion in the most reverent way they deem, in the hand or on the tongue, Bishop Dashtel emphasized. On April 30th, Archbishop Leonard P. Blair of Hartford, Connecticut, in his position as the chairman of the USCCB's Committee on Divine Worship, sent a memorandum to all bishops suggesting they use guidelines prepared by the Thomistic Institute, which is part of the Pontifical Faculty of the Immaculate Conception on the Dominican House of Studies in Washington, D.C. According to the Thomistic Institute, receiving Holy Communion directly on the tongue is possible without unreasonable risk. Opinions on this point were varied within the medical and scientific community. Some believe that communion on the tongue involves an elevated hand, uh, elevated end, elevated, and in the light of all the concern, an unreasonable risk. Others disagree. The document pointed out if communion on the tongue is provided, one could consider using hand sanitizer after each communicant who receives on the tongue. The guidelines specifically refer to Redemptionus Sacramentum, an instruction published by the Congregation of Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments in 2004. According to document, each of the faithful always has the right to receive communion on the tongue. Popular blogger Father John Zeldra praised Dashtel for having the backbone to move from his previous position. Several other bishops in the United States, but also in other countries, continue to maintain that only the reception of communion in the hand is possible. Bishop Richard F. Stika, remember that name, Bishop Richard F. Stika of Knoxville, Tennessee, confirmed a tweet that the priests of his diet will not give communion on the tongue as my instruction. Beyond that, he said, if the person wanting to receive Holy Communion on the tongue makes a scene, then they will be asked to leave and not permitted to return until this passes. You are dispensed from Mass or you may you may attend Mass not, and not receive Eucharist, he wrote. You have two options. You have not, you have not option possibility to spread infection. This Bishop Stika Richard Epstika, I'm going to have to remember his name because I keep forgetting his name. He actually posted a picture of himself. We has he had two pictures on the shelf. He was showing off him and Bill Clinton. Uh, I remember um, Taylor, Doctor Taylor Marshall, uh, talked about it, and I watched both. I heard it on a, on a podcast and on the YouTube. So this guy, you can see, by the fact that he wanted to show off that picture of him and Bill Clinton says it all about who he is. <laughs> all right. So um, that ends that article. We're going to go to another one. All right. <clears throat> this is this is an article that I have read already. It's from the National Catholic Reporter. I'm reading this again because I think it's important. <clears throat> I want those of you, my fellow Catholics out there, to know that you have every right to receive communion on the tongue 
as well as a Catholic has every right to receive communion in the hand. I'm not very big on receiving communion in the hand because there has been Eucharistic abuses. Dr. Taylor Marshall talked about that when he was in Rome, he noticed how people, and this is what this was witnessed by other Catholics, well, because they give out communion in the hand, many non-Catholics received the sacred consecrated host, the body and blood of our Lord. Non-Catholics, non-Catholics, and took it home as a souvenir. Took it home as a souvenir. Placed it in a bag like something to take uh, to show off. This abuse has happened. I just have a friend of mine, um, a deacon in upstate New York, who told me he went to, um, uh, told me a sad, horrible, a sad story, um, a funeral. He lost a loved one and uh, a sibling. And he went to, um, there was a priest and the priest didn't want to announce because his friend was a his it was his brother's funeral cop, and uh, he knew a lot of people in the community. Uh, I'm not too sure it was New Jersey, I believe it was, and um, there were Muslims. He was he worked in a Muslim community, and his and his brother died, and the priest didn't want to make it clear to those who are not uh, were not Christian, who are not Catholic that they cannot receive communion. And he he didn't want to do that. And he warned him. Uh, my friend uh, who was a deacon warned him that he has to say something. And they got up and they received communion. And guess what happened? At the end of the mass, the, the sacred host, the consecrated host was on the floor and in, in the pews. The priest shocked. Well, what do you expect from people who are not Christian? What do you what do you expect from people who do not believe? Why would you think that they would respect that? This is the problem with the Novus Ordo Church. It's trying to be a universal religion. It's trying it thinks that universalism and treating the Christian religion as welcoming even to non-believers but they don't understand. I come from a Muslim background, and I know this for a fact. Muslims will not respect you if you do not hold your ground and draw the line in the sand. This is how we believe. This is what we believe. This is why we have communion. This is why we do this in our, in our, in our religious practice. The sacred host was cast down, left on the pews. They came up for what reason why they came up to receive. He should have said something, but he didn't. Let's continue this article. U.S. Bishop's Guidelines for Reopening Mass. Groups of 10 sanitizer during communion. This is um, written by Joshua McLeary. I read this before. This is from May 4th. This came out exactly around the same time as Cardinal Sierra's article by LifeSite News. U.S. Bishops' Conference has forwarded a set of recommendations to Catholic prelates across the country, proposing various paths forward for how they might restart the public celebration of the Mass in their diocese, despite 
the continued fear of the spread of the coronavirus. In an April 30th memorandum obtained by NCR, National Catholic Reporter, Archbishop Leonard Blair, remember that name, Archbishop Leonard Blair, head of the Bishop's Committee on Divine Worship, suggests the prelates consider a series of guidelines prepared by the Thomistic Institute at the Dominican House of Studies in Washington. Taking their cue from the Trump administration's opening up America again, a plan which says the country will return to normalcy in three phases. Three phases. The guidelines offer possibility for celebrations of the Mass, first in gatherings of 10 people, then 50, then on a more regular, unlimited basis. Among the recommendations for the first phase, lim limiting access to the Mass via either a first-come, first-served system or on a ra uh, rotational basis, Ask, asking congregants, uh, attendants, but not presiders, to wear masks and using hand sanitizer during the distribution of communion, which they suggest may still be received on the tongue. Again, asking the, 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 the attendants, the, 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 the lay people, Okay, it will be on a rotational basis, will be limited to 10. And then in the weeks going along, it will basically more will be allowed. But during the time of the limitations, there'll be social distancing. People will be sitting apart from each other. The get, uh, I'm, uh, I know I'm going to say the, um, the sign of peace will be excluded. And then uh, there will also, um, we will be, we, the lay people will be wearing masks and the the priest the presider the celebrant will not be wearing a mask so that that remember that that's the rule but you can still receive communion on the tongue blair who also leads the archdiocese of hartford connecticut says in his memo that he's providing the recommendation to the country's prelates so that if bishops decide to proceed in a particular manner, then the guidelines specify the medical precautions that can and need to be taken. Determining local solutions would require prudential judgment, as well as respect for sound liturgical practices, and above all, respect for the matter and form of the sacraments. Manner and form. Manner and form. Remember those words. A lot of Catholics don't know this. That means that he, the, the priest, no one can put the sacred host in a paper cup. The sacred host cannot be consecrated ahead of time and put in a paper bag or cup. It has to be handed according, handed, given, distributed according to the traditions of the church as it was done by the by Christ and, and he, as he passed down to the apostles all right the kimmy in the hand i've always i like i said i already talked about it the abuses a lot of satanists love the kimmy in the hand many of them have taken the sacred host and have uh, and have used it for um desecration in their rituals yes if you can have people walk up and receive communion just randomly, even in the Vatican or public masses, and pocket it and go home. Then that means that a lot of uh, you know cultists have taken the whole the, the 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 body and blood of our Lord and have desecrated it. 
This is something that is often said he, he foresaw in the Garden of Gethsemane. But we live in a time now where people don't have the sacred, the, 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 the pious thinking of understanding it. All right. So let's continue. Archbishop Leonard Blair also leads the Archdiocese of Hartford, Connecticut, and says in his memo that he's providing the recommendations to the country's prelates so that if bishops proceed in a particular manner, then the guidelines specify the medical precautions that can and need to be taken. Determining local solutions will require uh, prudential judgment as well as respect for sound liturgical practice, above all, respect for the matter and form of sacraments. He states we can also anticipate that people will disagree on some points. Addressing the first phase in the Trump administration's plan, the guidelines suggest that the bishops could allow for public celebration of Mass with greater frequency for groups of 10 and people where uh, people are fewer while still encouraging those in populations with special risks the coronavirus to stay home. They recommend that the parishes use tape to mark where people should sit to maintain six feet of distance between one another and that the choirs not be uh, used as vigorous sing singing, especially in close proximity, proximity to others may increase the risk of viral spread. It's because of the um, singing could cause the uh, spittle to spread. Although they ask participants in the mass to wear at mass to wear masks, they discourage the priests, celebrants, and other ministers from doing so. Instead of suggesting that they keep six feet of distance from one another at all times, the mass is imbued with powerful sacramental and liturgical symbolism. They say, wearing a mass and gloves would be a de detrimental countersign to this contest, and it's not warranted by consideration of hygiene if the priest remains in a proper distance from the congregation. Turning to the issue of communion, the guidelines suggest that the distribution of the Eucharist be moved to take place at the end of the Mass. They propose that a table be set up at each communion station with a bottle of hand sanitizer. Mass participants are then to come forward removing their masks to receive communion. Holy communion may not be distributed with gloves, nor may, may it be received in the hand if a member of the faithful is wearing gloves, say the guidelines. In other words, when you receive communion, don't wear gloves because you've got to remember that the gloves being plastic and rubber particles will go on the gloves and you're going to throw the gloves away with the particles of the real presence on it. And so don't. Holy communion may not be distributed with gloves. Okay, I read that already. Hand hygiene is effective against the virus. They state in, the, in these circumstances, gloves are not needed if the priest performs hand hygiene. Uh, addressing the question of whether communion should be taken in the hand or on the tongue, the guideline states, we believe that with the precautions listed here, it is possible to distribute on the tongue without unreasonable risks. Opinions on this point are varied with the medical and scientific community. Some, peop some believe communion on the tongue involves an elevated elevated and in the right of in the light of all the sermon an unreasonable risk. Others disagree, they state. If communion on the tongue is provided, one can consider using hand sanitizer after each communicant who receives on the tongue. The Thomistic Institute guidelines, which are available online, 
were authored by working group that includes two medical doctors, Timothy Flanagan, an infectious disease specialist at the Brown University, Albert Medical School, and Thomas McGovern, specialist in micrographic surgery in Indiana. The group also includes four Dominicans, one biology professor, and three theologians, and Father Paul Scalia, the vicar for clergy of the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia, and the son of the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. The Institute says the guidelines were then reviewed by four other medical doctors, another Arlington priest, another Dominican, and Monsignor Robert Vitillo, Secretary General of the International Catholic Migration Commission. Blair's memo also recommends guidelines that the Thomistic Institute has prepared for rest restarting the practice of confession and for, how, and for how to anoint the sick with preventing spread of the virus. For confession during the first phase of reopening, the Institute suggests that the sacraments can be practiced in person while keeping a six-foot distance between the confessor and a penitent. Joshua McClowey uh, wrote this article for National Catholic Report, uh, Reporter. There you go. That this is the guy. This is the one I wanted to read. Now you see how it went from um, Colonel Sierra and uh, the article by LifeSite News and another article by LifeSite News, and now this one here. So I'll be back in a minute. Now this is an article by Church Militant. U.S. bishops approve communion on the tongue. This is uh, by Bradley Eli. I'm, I know I read this in another episode, but I'm trying to connect the dots here for all of us. Um, U.S. bishops approve communion on the tongue uh, by Bradley Eli, May 7th, 2020, Washington. The U.S. Bishop Conference, the USCCB, informing American, American prelates that it's safe to distribute Holy Communion on the tongue. This guidance came in the form of a USCCB memorandum sent April 30th to all U.S. bishops. So all the bishops got it, just in case. We, you know, you can look this up. All the U.S. bishops got the memorandum well, by the Committee on Divine Worship Chairman Archbishop Leonard Blair of Hartford, Connecticut. The memorandum contains guidance that reference a universally universally binding universally binding instruction titled Redemptus Sacramentum issued in 2004 by the Congregation of Divine Worship we have carefully considered the question of communion on the tongue versus communion in the hand given the church's existing guidance existing guidance on the point Redemptionus Sacramentum number 92 and recognizing the differing judgments and sensibilities that are involved, we believe that with the precautions listed here, it is possible to distribute on the tongue without unreasonable risk. These guidelines titled uh, Phase Restoration of Public Masses, which were contained in the memorandum, were prepared by the Thomistic Institute at the Dominican House of Studies in Washington Institute. The guidelines were established by the Institute's working group consisting of priests, medical doctors, including the infectious specialist Dr. Timothy Flanagan. 
The working group also contains three theologians, as well as the son of the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, Father Paul Scalia, who is the vicar of for clergy of the Archdiocese um, of Arlington, Virginia. The institute related that, that its guidelines were in turn reviewed by four other medical doctors as well. I will say this by Father Paul Scalia about him, uh, the, the son of the late uh, ju- uh, Supreme Court judge, Anton Scalia. He's a Jesuit. He's one, probably one of the few I respect. Sorry about that. In his memo, Blair noted that the guidelines specify that medical precautions are deemed necessary while distributing the Blessed Sacrament. Determining local solutions will require prudential judgment. We read that. As well as respect for the sound liturgical practice. Above all, respect for the matter and form of the sacrament, said Blair. The guidelines stipulate what priests may do if he senses that his fingers touch a person's hands or mouth. He may also arrange for an abolition of a cup to be in the table and may purify his fingers in the abolition cup before using hand sanitizer, stated, stated the guidelines. Priests are much more likely to touch the hands of a communicant rather than their tongue, remarked Father Jeffrey Rapido. When I did give, when I did give communion in the hand, I touched, every, uh, touched each and every hand, related Rapido. With the tongue, I very rarely have any contact, as described above. So you tell me which one is safer. He's right. He's right. I've never had a priest do that to me. I've never had a priest touch my uh, my tongue. Very never. Uh, they're very cautious. They do it in a precautious way. As long as you stick your tongue out, they do it in a way that's careful and it's in, in and it's respectable. They're very much more cautious. They're aware aware of it. Your hand contact is very casual. Um, this also points to contradicts the assertion that made by F- Fourthworth. Bishop Michael Olson, while forbidding his priests to distribute communion on the tongue in his directive April 29th, also Olson also claimed the Wuhan virus was passed on to the priest's hand without contact. I'm asking that the venerable custom of receiving Holy Communion on the tongue not be done. This is Bishop Olson's comments done during this period of pandemic. My reasoning for this is that the, cur- the current ex- uh, expert opinion regarding the, uh, the transmission of the COVID-19 is that the virus is passed through small droplets in a person's breath received in close contact between people such as, the, such as that of the hand or of a minister of the Eucharist and a communi- communicant's mouth. Church Millet reported that, that on Tuesday that Olson's priests who continued to administering Holy Communion on the tongue were then strictly forbidden by him from continuing to do so. The guidelines in Blair's memorandum also contradict an April 22nd directive by Bishop Robert Corver of Lubbock, Texas, who instituted the use of paper cups, you see, distribution of Holy Communion during parking lot masses. Corver's directives include that number of hosts will be taken from the uh Saborium and placed into one of the small paper cups and handed to one person in the car, to, to one person in the car, avoiding all physical contacts. He added some parishes might need to make use of paper products other than the cups for the distribution of communion. How very Protestant, really. 
Very, very Protestant. The matter of how to administer is not open to negotiation. The Vatican's chief liturgical, Cardinal Robert Serra, we read this in the first article, on Saturday blasted similar profane methods employed in distribution of the Eucharist. The manner of how to administer is not open to negotiation, said the head of the CDW. He publicly corrected church leaders throughout the world who are misdirecting parishioners to receive communion in, in the hand, only supposed to avoid passing on contagion. Some prelates are withholding the Blessed Sacrament from parishioners who insist on receiving Holy Communion on the tongue. Uh, the Bishop of Little Rock, Arkansas, Bishop Anthony Tyler, fell into this category. His statement issued May 4th reads, No communion on the tongue. Those who are unwilling to receive in the hand make a spiritual communion instead. While some may view communion on the tongue to be a right, these are extraordinary times and attention to the common good takes precedence over personal preferences. The only exception is those who attend the traditional Latin Mass for whom reception on the hand is not an option. Bishops, bishops, and clerics should not be forcing parishioners to violate their well-formed conscience, says Father Rapido. Most striking is the bishop who says that they will have to receive in the hand, and if he violates their conscience, if it violates their conscience, church teaching is that one must follow their informed conscience. If the communicant believes that they must receive on the tongue, and the priest believes he must place it in the hand, who wins? Who must violate their conscience? Who sins? While Taylor admits liturgical law, at least dis, uh, regarding the extraordinary form of the Mass, trumps his directive. Sarah insists universal church law always trumps the directive of any bishop who may attempt to be to ban parishioners from receiving Holy Communion on the tongue. There is already a rule in the church, and this must be respected, Sarah affirmed. The faithful are free to receive communion in the mouth or hand. I'm surprised they didn't mention Bishop uh, Sticker. Um, but hey, I guess, uh, you know, why give him any more attention? There you have it, folks. You can receive communion on the tongue. You You know the rules. Look it up yourself. If any bishop or priest tries to violate this, they they are basically going against the church teaching and canon law and liturgical canon law. They have to know this. Uh, don't let them bully you around. Don't let them. Don't let them win. This these guys have the mindset of Protestants. They should become Presbyterians, Lutherans, or Anglicans. They shouldn't be Catholic. We're we're Catholic. We are, we our church goes back to the apostles. All right. We you know we are not Protestants. I'm going to end it here. So um, I'm glad I did this. I finally got all these articles bunched up. And uh, I hope it goes out there. Uh, you guys, please do not let them bully you. Do not let them bully you. Do not let them intimidate you. Do not let them humiliate you. You have a right to receive communion on the tongue. You have a right to receive it. Don't let these... Norvis Ordo, weak-minded, sp spiritually spineless men win. All right? God bless you, and we'll be together again soon. Amen.